Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. GEICO could help you get great coverage at a great price. And it only takes 15 minutes to see if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Go to GEICO.com today and see how much you could save. Welcome to The Jump. Presented by Best Buy. We are coming to you live from Advent Health Arena on the campus of ESPN's Wide World Sports Complex, located at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. That's us on the court in the right side and that bright lights in the corner. We are here on the site of tonight's Eastern Conference Finals, Game 2 between the Heat and Celtics. Welcome to The Jump. I'm Rachel Nichols, joined by Mr. Richard Jefferson here inside of the bubble throughout the NBA playoffs and the future Hall of Famer, 50% man, 50% amazing, Vince Carter, <laughs> joining us from Atlanta. What's going on, guys? Thanks so much for being here. Vince, coming up, you guys are going to see my conversation with the hero of Game 1 of the East Finals, Mr. Bam Adebayo. We discuss his game-saving block, plus what he's learned from playing alongside Jimmy Butler this season. He's learned how to make coffee. We'll discuss more of that later. First, though, let's look ahead to tonight's Game 2 between Boston and Miami. If it is anything like Game 1 turned out, we are in store for such an incredible series. Jason Tatum had opportunities to change the Celtics' fate in Game 1, both at the end of regulation and in overtime. And yesterday, Coach Brad Stevens was asked why Tatum's isolation plays weren't that effective. He had a really interesting answer. Take a listen. It wasn't just Tatum. I mean, there were several several times we isolated at the slot, and they did a great job of, you know, the next guys, both the corner defender and the wing defender, were both long in help and active in help. They've been great at that. You're not going to attack them one-on-one, let alone one-on-three. And so we just all have to do a better job of moving the ball and getting to where we want to go. And we talked a lot about that today. And there's no question that, you know, the last two games specifically, our offense has been way too stagnant to the game. So, Vince, listening to Brad there, you wouldn't know that they were up double digits in the fourth quarter at one point. But, but he's right. Yeah. They did lose that lead, especially on those isolation plays. What do you think the biggest adjustment that the Celtics need to make tonight to even up the series? Well, he, he said it right there. Uh, you know, share the ball, turnovers. And, you know, you can't get comfortable. I think once they got the lead, they wanted to go in the iso ball. And, you know, if I'm, if I'm on that team late in the game and I'm Jason Tatum, I'm telling them attack. Put the onus on the referee. You see the the jump, the, the shot that he he chose to take. I'm telling, hey, attack, man! Make these guys foul you, man! Get to the basket. He's had success all playoffs of getting fouled. And another thing, you got to stop that guy, Jimmy Butler, in in the in the fourth quarter in overtime. He had eight points uh, in the fourth quarter in overtime, and he gets it going. So I, I think defensively, you got to kind of make somebody else beat you because he's he's been known in the bubble right now for getting going in the fourth and in, 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 in overtime or late in the game, let's say. Yeah, and, and it's funny. When you go back to before the series and you listen to Brad Stevens talk about, hey, the Miami Heat moved the ball like the Golden State Warriors. You know, not the same mm-hmm. type of shooters, but the way they moved the ball. And he's kind of saying that to his team because he understands we have to move the ball. He's making these references. The difference is, is that Boston has a few more guys that are able to 
play ISO ball because you have Kimball Walker, you have Jason Tatum. Miami doesn't really have that. Jimmy Butler is their real main only ISO guy. And so when he's talking about we got to work our defense, there's moments in the game where you can play ISO and use your skill set, but there's also stretches where you got to move the ball, quote unquote, like the Miami Heat do or like the Golden State Warriors used to do. So that was not only a message about the Miami Heat, but that was also a message to his team. And that's what they have to do. They got to get a ton of ball movement at the end. Yeah, absolutely. And, and RJ, talk, oh, let's, let's add yeah, this ahead. real quick, guys. I just want to add this. I think Kimball Walker is going to be an uh, important piece to this game uh, as, because if he's scoring and he's getting in the paint, he creates easier shots. And when he gets that, the so you see the, the step back he tried to take over at Bam Adebayo. If he's beating him, you, know, you, you, ha- you, you open things up for your team. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a lot more about this game throughout the show. So excited for this Eastern Conference final series. I just think it's going to be incredible and long and a dogfight. But right now we have a very, very special treat for you guys. Moments ago, WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert surprised the winner of the 2020 WNBA MVP with the trophy. She had no idea it was coming. We have exclusive footage right here on The Jump. I'm so thrilled to be able to bring you this. Check it out. Truly an unprecedented year, competitive play at the highest level. You guys led that. But one player rose above the rest, averaging 20.5 points a game, 8.5 rebounds, led the WNBA in blocks and second in scoring, and helped lead you all to the number one seed. I am proud to present the 2020 WNBA MVP award to Asia Wilson. Watch out, it's heavy. Congratulations. You can't tweet anything, but you got MVP. (laughs) (laughs) MVP, let's hear a chant. MVP. 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 And now we welcome in the MVP herself, Ms. Asia Wilson of the Las Vegas Aces. Congratulations, not only on this incredible award and moment in your career, but also that was an incredible scene, the surprise with the commissioner. What was that like? Oh, man, yeah, I feel like my whole life is a lie at this point. Uh, Honestly, we (laughs) were coming in thinking that I had a referees meeting. And I thought we were just going to have a talk with the refs because uh, we're going into the semifinals, of course. And then that's when we see, you know, Kathy walk up and she's, you know, giving the speech. And then I'm like, all of a sudden I just started crying and I literally haven't heard any of the speech. So I, hopefully I can hear it in the video. Uh, I just became overwhelmed with so much emotion. Like uh, Holly was saying, my mascara is running. Like I look a mess right now, but I am truly grateful. <laughs> Does not matter what your mascara is doing when you're the MVP. You can look however you want. Although I do understand that from now on, anytime your teammates or coaches tell you, hey, we're going to go grab dinner. Hey, we're going to go to a team meeting. You never know what they're actually going to be doing with you. So that, that's going to be a challenge for you the rest can't of the way. Can't trust it. <laughs> what is it for like sure. down can't there? can't trust it right now. Right? Yeah, for sure. What is it like when, when your teammates are not misleading you to give you a giant trophy? Um, what is it like down there in the bubble in, in, in Bradenton, Florida, the wobble? 
Yeah, um, I mean, it's pretty normal. I know I'm, I'm safer here in the bubble than I would be, you know, on the Vegas Strip or in Vegas, but, you know, I do miss my family a lot. I miss my puppy, but, you know, we're here for something that's bigger than us, and that's what keeps me going, and that's what's truly special about having us all underneath one roof. Uh, we can really put a lot of minds together to create change in this world and plant seeds, so it's been tough. I can't lie to you. Uh, every day is just, it seems like Groundhog's Day, but, mm -hmm. you know, we're here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, the change you're talking about is the most important work. It, it just is. You are also trying to win a title. And now you got those MVP expectations yeah. on you. What do you think <laughs> of your team's chances there? Uh, I mean, I'm, I go to war for my teammates, and I know they'll do the same for me. So I think our chances are really high. It's, it's funny to think that we weren't even in the conversation leading into the bubble, and here we are. So we're just going to take it all in stride. We're not going to change up a lot of different things. Uh, just going to be in our system and throw the ball up and see what happens. Excellent. Well, anytime you guys take the court, you know they're going to announce, and the MVP, Asia Wilson. Congratulations. <laughs> Always so good to have you back on the show. If you guys uh, go ahead and win that ring, I expect to see you back right here. Ooh, you got the trophy. Congratulations. Got you. Uh, thank you so much, Rachel. <laughs> so much fun. Now, in addition to the MVP, we are also thrilled to announce right here on The Jump, Crystal Dangerfield from the Minnesota Lynx, the 2020 WNBA Rookie of the Year. She's the 16th overall pick, so she is now the first player not selected in the first round of the WNBA draft to win the award. And this has been given out since 98, so that's pretty cool. And her coach, Cheryl Reeve, is the 2020 Coach of the Year. And she is now the third coach in league history to win the award three times. So congratulations to both of them as well. So cool to be able to do that. And just, I've got to love Asia Wilson. She's amazing. We've got so much more coming up on The Jump. I got Richard Jefferson and Vince Carter with me. And guys, we're going to be talking about the top five LeBron James dimes to his first team All-NBA counterpart, Anthony Davis, with The Lake Show. Now that the Clippers and Bucks are out of the playoffs, are the Lakers in the driver's seat for the title? Well, we got some visual evidence, and we'll discuss that next. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. National Voter Registration Day is September 22nd. For more information, visit IamAVoter.com. The Jump is presented by Best Buy. If you can't be there, feel there. Bring the game home when you upgrade to a big Sony TV today. And in part by Domino's. Domino's will now bring your carryout order right to your car. Order online. Yesterday on The Jump, we got to unveil the all-NBA team selections. LeBron and Anthony Davis are the first teammates to earn first-team honors since Steve Nash and Amari Stoudemire in 2007, 13 years ago. Prior to that, Kobe and Shaq did it for three consecutive years, from 2002 to 2004. So with that in mind, oh yes, play the music. We want to hear it. Let's run it back. 
Oh yeah, LeBron's top five dimes to Anthony Davis. Now it's been back and forth with seven lead changes. Look at AD Sky to get that pass. Wow, well I tell you, he's long to begin with, but it just looks like he can go up an extra length. Uh, look how long he is. Look at LeBron looking at him and saying, I see you. That's going to miss, but McGee's going to give them an extra 14. The lob to AD! Well, I tell you, AD is showing off a bit. <laughs> that was a two-hand flush behind the head. Behind the head. Davis, six for seven. It's a three by Antetokounmpo, and it's picked up by LeBron. Down court, Anthony Davis! Sledgehammer at the other end, outracing Antetokounmpo. Seven-point game, two minutes to play. Triple-double for LeBron, number six this season. They've turned it over quite a bit here in the second. Alley-oop, and Davis throws it down. Ball and hit him into the face after it went through. Pick and roll, diving to the hoop. Looks like it's out of reach, but look at the length of Anthony Davis, the ability to catch and finish over the contested hand of Ben Simmons. Hope. James with a great tap to AD. The Lakers punishing the Heat on the glass. The inability to finish the possession, the lack of size against this extraordinary length is killing them. Ooh, those guys look dangerous. I want to preview the Western Conference Finals. Hey, I'll tell you what, that second one looked like you, RJ. No, well, the little reverse joint. Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, we all have that was your go-to. We, we, all, we all have scrapbooks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for the next few weeks. We're just going to start running those Nets highlights back and back and back yeah, in the two years. It's going to be so much fun. All right, I do want to preview the Western Conference Finals tip-off on Friday on TNT. The Lakers handled the Rockets in five games. And they're going to have six days of rest, guys, between the end of their last series and the start of the next. Now, when the playoffs started, most had the Lakers, Clippers, and Bucks in sort of this top tier above the rest of the league. But um, two of those teams have gotten bounced in the second round. So does that mean the Lakers are in the driver's seat to win the title now, Vince? Uh, yes, I mean, they, they are in the driver's seat. I mean, it's obvious. We felt that if it wasn't the Clippers, it would be the Lakers. But at the same time, this is not going to be a cakewalk. This is not going to be a cakewalk in this series. And if they get past this series, Miami or Boston is going to give them a challenge as well. Not saying they won't win it, but this is not a cakewalk. And, you know, I like what the, 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 the Lakers have done. They took care of business and made sure it's like, hey, if you guys want us to play the Clippers. We're going to do what we need to do. And we're waiting. But it didn't happen. But now they're playing against a Denver Nuggets team that is very confident and believes in themselves. And look out. I think, yeah. hey, let me say this also. Yeah. Six games, minimum. This is going to go six games minimum. I, like, so I have the Nuggets in seven, and I haven't changed that. And this is why. You look at this Laker defense that has been so, so dominant. And, and the thing about the Laker defense is in the first round, right, if you can double-team Dane and you're passing it off to Nurkic and then there's a variety of shooters, but that's your mm -hmm. goal. Second round, you're guarding James Harden. You double-team him. You force Russell Westbrook and other players to beat you. The problem is, is if you double-team Jamal Murray that just had a 40 ball and has had 50-50-40 in this postseason, you're throwing it to Nurkic. And now he's throwing no-look back backdoor passes. He's throwing shots out to open three pointers he has his own floater he can post up a small so that's why the Denver Nuggets have been so 
so good is because you can't double team you can't double team Jamal Murray, and then if you do, you're passing it to the best big man in basketball that can dominate you from a variety of ways. So I still think the Denver Nuggets are a problem that the Lakers have not seen, and I think that's why they're, they have a chance to win this thing in seven. Well, look, if you look at the Nikola Jokic issue, I want you guys to take a listen to Frank Vogel here. He broke down what he's seen this postseason from Jokic. Take a listen real quick. Yeah, Joker is uh, one of the most unique players in the world and one of the most unique players ever to play the center position uh, in this league. Um, you know, what he he's able to do, he basically can hurt you in all ways. He can hurt you at the three-point line. Uh, in the pocket, playing the four-on-three game in the post, and um, and obviously with his passing, which uh, you know they they understand his abilities up there, uh, passing the basketball and, and do a great job speed cutting through the lane. So that is the matchup. So many people are going to be watching the Joker against the Lakers front line. How do you see that shaking out, Richard? Well, I think Joker's going to get, you know, everything that he wants because of the way that Jamal Murray is playing right now. And he's drawing so much attention. It's raised the level of Jokic. And look, so many times we're like, well, how are they going to guard LeBron? How are they going to guard AD? Well, the bigger question in this series to me is not LeBron or AD or even Jamal Murray. It's really about Jokic because Jokic can do all the things offensively that we have not seen from a center before. So that's going to be the question is how in this series, how Jokic is guarded and how dominant he can be with the Laker defense. And I want to add to that, with that, you can put Jokic, like you said, anywhere on the floor. I think the, 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 the keys to this game, one of the keys is Jokic, does he dominate that matchup or does AD? And like you said, you, when you double team Jokic, he has a lot of shooters and he has that guy Jamal Murray. The question for yeah. me with the Lakers are the shooting, the three-point shooting. If you go double team LeBron, if you go double team AD, now the thing is, they're, what, they were 11th in the playoffs right now in shooting, in three-point shooting. That's a question. You got to hit shots. And if, if, if I'm Denver, I'm going to make, if we're going to lose a series, we're going to lose it because someone else that wasn't named LeBron James or Anthony Davis beat us. Yeah, and you can't do that with Jokic. You can't make someone other than Jokic beat you because that's how he beats you, by creating open shots for other players. For but let else. me ask you, Correct. Vince, about what you're saying about LeBron and AD. Normally, you can say on some of LeBron's past teams, especially once Kyrie left Cleveland, no offense, Richard Jefferson, um, if we don't let LeBron beat us, who else is going to beat us on that team? On this team, can you really isolate and say we're not going to let LeBron or AD beat you? Is the Denver defense stout enough to take care of both of those guys? It's tough. Like I said, if, if, if AD's, and AD's playing like he's playing, it's going to be tough. But at some point, you, there's going to be focus on two guys. Yeah, and, and, and every time one guy gets the ball, whether it's in the post or on the wing, you're going to shade to him, and you're saying, okay, we're shading because such and such is going to beat us. Whoever that may be, whoever you're deeming the guy that's going to beat you, that's who's going to beat you. So uh, it, it's just everything's up for uh, uh, of question right now, but Jokic, he's the man. Yeah, he, no, he is the man. There's not much to say. But look, Anthony Davis, the one good thing is because of Anthony Davis, because of JaVale McGee, because of Dwight Howard, in the post, and that's why I don't think we're going to see him in the post very, very much. Because in the post, these guys can just guard him one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. They can guard him, and you have guys that can move around with them. They're not like big stiffs. They're not like Yurkic, uh, Nurkic or somebody like that or Steven Adams that would be having to chase him around. So you can keep these huge, versatile bigs that the Lakers have. So they're going to keep him on the perimeter. He's going to be on the perimeter. He's going to be at the elbows. 
goes because now he can pick you apart and play one-on-one. That's why he's such RJ, a matchup problem. He, RJ, he's no little man down there. He's no little no. man down there. And if yeah, but he you, gets but to you gotta down live there, with you gotta live with him on the block. No. Agree. Yeah, exactly. But if yeah. he's getting comfortable and he's scoring on your bigs, he put, he gets the right in, tr- in foul trouble. It, you, what happens then? Mm-mm. You're living with that. This is why you're living with that. AD, you wanted to be defensive player of the year. You were upset about that. Go show it. Dwight Howard, you're a multi-time defensive player of the year. Albeit you're not in your prime. You got to go deal with that. We're not going to double team. You going to take those lumps or you going to prove that you're a great defensive team? It's you want to put so AD good. in foul trouble? <laughs> well, I'm just hopefully that you know AD gets him in down foul the, trouble. Down the, down the, <laughs> down in the series, later on in the series, but not in the beginning. You don't want you don't want him in foul trouble. No, no, no. You don't want AD in foul trouble. I agree. I do agree with both of you. It's going to be a long and good series. So is Absolutely. the East. Coming up, you guys are going to see my interview with Miami Heat forward Bam Adebayo, who made the game-saving block to win Game One. After the break, Richard and Vince will also share their most memorable blocks from their career. Oh, I promised everyone that's video. It's going to be something there. Geico presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and (laughs) I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with Geico, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. Welcome back to The Jump, presented by Best Buy. We'll have Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals between the Heat and Celtics. That is tonight at 7 Eastern. NBA Countdown is going to get our coverage started at 6 on ESPN, Deportes, and the app. All right, in Game 1, the play of the game came from Bam Adebayo, who blocked Jason Tatum's go-ahead dunk attempt. That was in overtime with just 3.7 seconds left. ESPN's make probability, meaning the expected field goal percentage for Tatum's dunk. Who does this? It was 75%. So that tells you how tough a block it was. But while we're talking about Bam's block... What are we talking about? Where did they get these look, numbers from, first of all? I don't, that, Vince, that's what I'm saying. From? What was the percentage on some of your dunks? Like, Vince, I can't believe you dunked that. You only had a 0.3% chance by the ESPN statistic family group organization, right? Like, what, what is what, what is this uh, Yeah. Shout out we, to the analytics department. There you go. They got it. They're trying to say how good a block it was. Just it, say it was a really yeah, good block. block. I don't need statistics yeah, to tell me that that was a damn good block at the end of the game. All right, so I, Richard, it passes what were the some eye of you? Test. The eye test. Oh, the eye test, yes. Uh, my favorite block. What was your favorite block of your career? And you can look well, yeah, at Well, yes, because Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins, this is the block right here. Oh, look, here we go. Tie, look at that. Left hand, look at that standard definition, too. That's not even an HD, ladies and gentlemen. That's how long ago. I had the duck. Took out Ooh. Big Boy Billups right there. Woo! Look at that. Watch me hype. Hey, we hyped right. in Detroit. You came Vince, from you out, have of, to understand. out of nowhere, too, Big Boy. Yeah, yeah, man, I was tracking him down. They wouldn't pay attention to me. You have to understand, Vince, that Richard feels some kind of way because yesterday on the show, Kendrick Perkins said, you know, I'm a shot blocker. Richard, you wouldn't know because you didn't block shots. And Not true. Played, I played center at uh, Moon Valley High School in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
<laughs> High school clips. I mean, RJ, I've witnessed you block some shots, so I, I can, I can support you. you on that one. Thank you, man. We got a good man on the show now. Finally, somebody I can relate to, VC. <laughs> Finally. My Finally. Man. Vince, what was your favorite career block? Well, I've had a few that I've, I've enjoyed, <laughs> but um, as, as I've gotten older, some of, one of my favorites was my good guy, Dirk Nowitzki, thinking that because we've been in the league that long that he could dunk on me. Together. Yeah. And I saw oh, him trying did. to dunk on me. <laughs> Stop it. He did what? <laughs> Man, please. Oh, get that. Well, Go first get, of all, what was the probability look, he got his, block on that? <laughs> hey, it was a hundred percent. A hundred percent I'm blocking that. Yo, because he got it, he got his jump shot blocked first. He got it back, and then he took the steps like I was like, he's gonna try to block it. But the, the wonderful thing about this is going into the timeout, he looks at me, he's like, yo, you foul me. <laughs> Dirk's like, one of the where? funniest dudes of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, speaking of blocks, I mentioned that Bam Adebayo block, and I sat down with him to discuss the reaction to that game-saving block, how Jimmy Butler is a teammate and a coffee salesman, and just the rest of the Eastern Conference Finals. Take a look. Tatum out front. Clock at seven. Working against Butler. Got downhill. Couldn't punch it. Bam says, get it out of here. That's why he's the heart and soul of our team, right there on a defensive end. He does everything for us. We love him for that. We appreciate him. I know that I damn sure do. Let us talk about the block. I mean, even you have to acknowledge, I know you're pretty humble, but if you were going to rate that, one to 10? Definitely a 10. And the strength of it, too, that was with your offhand. And Jason Tatum's not a small guy, and he was fully cocked with his hand and, and basically in the cylinder. What did that take for you um, to do that? Well, two of my fingers actually went numb. You serious? Yeah, because, I mean, when it was just like a big clap, and two of my fingers went numb. The block got a lot of attention around the world. Magic Johnson tweeted that it was the best defensive play he has ever seen in the playoffs, and he's seen a few things. The man played yeah. with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What did that mean to you when you heard that? It meant a lot, coming from Magic, obviously, and uh, just acknowledging my play. Do you have a friend or your mom or someone that you were like, Ma Magic, is there someone else on the team? You said, Ma I did Magic? it to uh, Jimmy and Goran was still in the room. I was like, yo, you, did y'all hear the, the magic comment? And then Jimmy kind of blew it off, but whatever. <laughs> Please. Your coach, Eric Spolstra, made the point that some guys would not have even gone up for that, that they would have been afraid they would have gotten embarrassed, be on a poster, not made the play. What's your mindset in moments like that, that that fear doesn't enter your mind? Uh, during that moment, it's the playoffs. We were already in overtime. And uh, you can clearly tell nobody wanted to go into the second overtime. So at that point, you just pull out effort. Dude, give us your body. That's, uh, that's kind of been our, our, our saying in the bubble world. Like just sacrifice your body for your teammates. And we all done it, and it was my turn. Well, Jimmy Butler says you are the heart and soul of the team. For a third-year player that, by the way, has Jimmy Butler on it, that is a quite a statement. What do you think when you hear that? Uh, great credit. You know, he sees how hard I work, my work ethic, and, you know, I want this team to be better. I hold myself to a high standard. Well, you mentioned your work ethic. 
I know where your work ethic comes from. You have a mom who made sure you had everything. She was raising you by herself in a trailer. And you took a picture of that trailer and you had it as the background on your phone for a while. I know you had a picture taped in your locker. You write the address sometimes on your shoes. Mm -hmm. What are you trying to remind yourself with that? Um, just where I come from. You know, I came from, came from nothing to get here, literally. So, and, and it always takes me back when, when I write it on my shoe or when I have a shoe and I, and I think about it, it just takes me back to those memories of how I was living before I became the 14th pick in the draft. And just, just really just thinking about it and all the hard work I went through and the ups and downs with my mom. You know, it's just been a whirlwind. Before you became the guy that Magic Johnson's tweeting about. Yeah, that guy. That guy. That guy. Jimmy Butler isn't just mentoring you, he's also providing you with coffee. Um, he has started a coffee business in the bubble. He says he's charging $20 a cup. Does he charge you, his teammate, $20? Yes, but I, I don't drink coffee, so okay. he's not getting my money. He's getting some of my teammates' money. He's not getting my money. I wanted to be part owner. See, people don't know that. And? I wanted to be part owner, and he told me no because I didn't know how to make coffee. Well, I mean, what were you bringing to the table, honestly? Um, shout outs. <laughs> this face, you could have you yeah, been the like face I of the brand. I could have been the face of Big Face Coffee. Right, you could have been the face, because he's looking a little scraggly these days. Yeah, like. Let's not kid ourselves, yeah. right? It's whatever, though. It's okay, cool. all right. So what are you going to pull out of your hat next? After you've done the block, now what? Oh, I don't know. I didn't know I was going to do that. So, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. The playoffs are meant for Great players to make plays, so keep making plays. Who knows what he will do next? Thank you so much, Bam, for joining the show. To give you an idea of his defensive impact, the Celtics were 0 for 5 when contested by Bam in the fourth quarter and overtime, including, of course, the block. That is some excellent rim protection. As for the Eastern Conference Finals, Vince, which roster would you rather have? The Heat with Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and their young shooters, or the Boston Celtics? Well, we look at the organizations today. What are they looking for? They're trying to go younger and younger and younger. And I think the Boston Celtics have an array of young guys that are attractive. You look at Tatum, you look at uh, Kimba, and, and on down the line. I mean, there's so many, uh, I mean, Tatum, uh, Brown, look at this, uh, who, I'm missing somebody else. Oh, Gordon Haywood. They have so many yeah. guys that you can build around that I think right now is just, that is the attractive, I mean, even Marcus Smart. I mean, I was gonna say, don't I mean, forget just so many, you can just go on and on and on and on. I mean, you just have so many pieces at every position and, and that play multiple positions that any coach would love to coach this team. Yeah, no, I, I agree with Vince, but this is my thing. If Gordon Hayward were playing, if Gordon Hayward yes. were healthy, I think it would be the Boston Celtics. And even still, it's close. But right now, you have the Miami Heat with a fully healthy roster. They got Kendrick Nunn back. You've got the shooters in Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero, who is balling. You had a Jay Crowder, Andre Iguodala, even Kelly Olenek. You, you look at this group, and they are too deep at every single position. That's what I really, really like about this team. And so without Gordon Hayward, it's the Miami Heat. So that's the thing. If Gordon's playing, you got to go Boston Celtic. But we haven't seen him in weeks. But don't you think part of it is that for the Heat with that roster to win, they have to have everyone playing 
exceptionally. They have to have everyone at their max. Whereas Boston, because of, they have so much depth with that talent, there are so many guys. Vince just you know rattling I mean, them off yeah, just took yeah. right thirty seconds. That uh, if you have one saying. guy like with if, a bad if game, stop playing. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. Yeah, if Tatum's not playing, Jalen Brown. If Jalen Brown's not playing, you have yeah. Yeah, but what if Tyler's not, not making shots? You got Duncan Robinson making shots. If he's not making he's, shots, you got Jay Crowder. You only need two, maybe three. That's what we talk about with the Lakers. You only need three of the eight supporting cast to actually do something, and that's kind of what the Miami Heat have. Except they have nine guys that can actually contribute. Well, it's very close, right? It's very close. That's Boston? why this is going to be such a good Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, see, Vince is counting. Yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's it no can go either way. Gordon Hayward. All jokes aside, it can go either way. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. it's just what you, as a coach, you, what do you want? Do you want a, a young guy, a, a young group that you want to bring up, or you want to already establish some veterans and, you know, so on and so forth, like us? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I like, by the way, at the beginning of all that, Vince, where you said uh, teams are looking to get younger and younger and younger. younger. That yeah. is the perspective of a guy who played 22 years in the league. Coming <laughs> up, is it title or bust for the Clippers next season? Oh, here we Hawaiian go. PG's contract status are a factor here as well. That's next. But here first is what the jump recommends for today. We've been wanting to get this to you for a couple days, guys. The Bill Russell Players' Tribune essay is so, so good. It's entitled, Racism is people. Not a Historical Footnote. One of the lines in the essay reads, quote, without justice for all, None of us are free. The great Bill Russell continuing to use his voice. Please go read that during the break and then come up, hang with us. We'll be back. Does this place look haunted? No, I don't think so. What about those two creepy girls? Come stay with us. That is truly frightening. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's great service. With Geico, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents. Uh, thank you, creepy girls. Want to see our room? Mm, we're gonna sleep in the car now. Happy Geico-ween. Switch today for 24-7 access to licensed agents. Lakers forward Kyle Kuzma was asked if he was disappointed in not facing the Clippers in the conference finals. And he said, quote, we're not focusing on the Clippers. We never really were. It's all about what's in front of you. Vince, how big of a hit did the Clippers take in Los Angeles by not even making it to meet the Lakers to the conference finals? Well, well first of all, I hear you, Kuz. You're saying the right thing, but I think it's a big hit, uh, obviously, to the Clippers. The Lakers did what they're supposed to do, and they were waiting for the 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 matchup. And, you know, it was disappointing. They didn't play well. They didn't defend well. Um, and and it just they just didn't get it done. Yeah, no, I agree. But I, look, Vince, you're saying that he's saying what he's supposed to. But let's be really honest. The Lakers are never worried about what the Clippers are doing, right? The Clippers have okay. too much going on, too much stuff. And it's true. When you're on these championship runs, it's not like, hey, we want to fight. I would have loved for the Golden State Warriors to have lost to Oklahoma City. <laughs> like, I, I don't care about any of that. How, how mad are you that you're not facing the the, uh, the Warriors? I was ex- I would be ecstatic. But that's the reality. So they're not worried well, that, quick, that they didn't get the Clippers. That they didn't get the Clippers. Hey, I just want—I just want to say this. The only thing to it is that it was so much hype around it, and they're saying now, all of a sudden, before they play the game, they're saying, "Hey, the Clippers are better than the Lakers. They're going to win it." So, of course, you know, in LeBron, like you said, they don't care. But at the same time, if we beat the Clippers to go on to the finals, what are you going to say then? It's Bring about winning a championship. Team. It don't—it don't matter. Absolutely. It's about winning a championship yeah, and getting there. Because you know what? If they the still want to beat up lost, little brother. 
Again, but if the Lakers would have lost, then the Clippers would have been, they would have been laughing and all the memes and all the Patrick Beverly's and it's like, you of know, course. blah, blah, blah. They couldn't even get of here. Course. So the Lakers in their 29 championships don't really care about what the Clippers are doing, unfortunately. Well, look, I will say, right, the Clippers <laughs> have that marketing slogan, streetlights over spotlights, you know, earn, mm. not given, that sort of thing, that were all direct shots at the Lakers. And I just think you can't be the little brother and not make it and take shots. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about Bradley Beal not making All-NBA. Did he get snubbed? We'll discuss. GEICO presents Monster Counseling. Dracula, tell me how you're feeling. No one understands how lonely it is. No one will even let me into their house. I knock and I knock, but they ignore me. Uh Uh-huh. What else? I look in the mirror and (laughs) I don't even see myself anymore. If you don't see yourself clearly, can you really expect others to? I'm having a breakthrough. It's not easy to be a vampire. But with GEICO, it's super easy to switch and save hundreds on your car insurance. The Jump is presented by Best Buy. If you can't be there, feel there. Bring the game home when you upgrade to a big Sony TV today. This week on The Neighborhood. Every week it's the same thing. Every week. Hey! You mow my lawn? How about I mow your lawn? You touch my lawn, and I'll defrost your car every morning. You defrost my car, and I'm going to trim your sugar maples. Somebody say trim sugar maples. Oh! I can help with that. Oops. NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC, brought to you by State Farm. It's crunch time here on The Jump. All right. The Zen master, Phil Jackson, turning 75 today. Vince, would you put Phil as the greatest head coach in NBA history? Yes. Wait, <laughs> wait. Yes. I mean, look, look at what he's done. Look at what he's, what he's done. I mean, with Michael Jordan, with, with uh, well, he didn't, well, we can't, we can't throw the Knicks in there. We can't throw the Knicks in there. But everywhere else, I mean, he's had success, and he's taken them to the pinnacle. So I say yes. I, I, I'm going to say it's a tie between him and Greg Popovich only because Greg Popovich did it with one franchise and built talent. It took, like, Phil Jackson is very, very tactical and smart. He bounced around when the talent was there and showed up and just dominated the way only Phil Jackson could. And he won. <laughs> Red Auerbach gets a shout in there, too, somewhere. Just shout then. out. Shout out, Celtics. All right. It's time yeah. for the return of, oh, yes, cue that music as the Kings turn. Last time we checked in with our heroes, they were in search of a new general manager. Well, today, they said they have their leading man. Rockets assistant GM Monty McNair will fill the post. So, Richard, given that McNair is coming from the Rockets, do you expect a more analytics-based approach to come to the Kings going forward? Yes, I, I do. I, I I see that. I'm glad that he he jumped off that Houston oh, okay. rocket ship real quick. He got up out of there. I'm joking. I'm joking. But really and truly, I think that that's what they're going to do. Hopefully they can get this franchise back moving because I know this and Vince knows this. When Sacramento is buzzing, that is a great place to play. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and look, Joe Dumars is also going to be a chief strategy officer there. So they have their management team in place. All right, guys, Bradley Beal averaged 30 and a half points per game this season, and yet did not make an All-NBA team. That is the third most points per game in a season without making an All-NBA team. So it's happened before to at least a couple other guys. But, Richard, there has been an outcry. How could Bradley Beal not make it? Well, if you put him on, you got to take someone off. 
So who would you take off if you had to put Beal on, or would you put Beal on and take someone off? Now, Bradley Beal is amazing, but let me say this. Absolutely nobody I would take off. Look, Bradley, when you signed that contract, no different than we criticized Carmelo for re-signing with the Knicks and not going to Chicago because he knew the Knicks were going to be bad. When you're going to sign that big contract, you know you're going to miss out on playoffs and accolades. So you can't be upset. You got the money, and you performed. You did your part, but you knew that that team was going to be subpar. So you can't be mad that you're not getting the accolades. You barely made the All-Star game, even though you deserved it, because you signed and took the money with the subpar team. You got to live with that decision. So it's safe to say that Siakam, let's use him for example, got in because his team was better. Not mm-hmm. because of the well, numbers. Well, that is something that, that you voters decide. judge. I'm a voter, and, and I definitely take in the team's record into account. Maybe. Let's take a look at this week's signature style brought to you by Zales. Bam Adebayo, Kawhi Leonard, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, all featured here. Richard, how much do you guys do you think the guys care about their wardrobe right now? They do not, because I have cared less and less and less about my wardrobe while I am here. So <laughs> I am I am not surprised at these guys. But look, look, they're they're bubble chic is what we call it. Bubble chic. That's what we're calling it. Yeah, that's what we're calling it. Bubble chic. Hey, I love hey, the Paul George boat thing. You know that. Yeah, it sure is. All right, gentlemen, I want to take a look back. Quick recap from a great game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. Take a look. It's going to be a dogfight, you know, both have great opportunities in front of us. And, you know, we both won it, so it's going to be a war. I ain't forgot. They said I remember the talk. I'm getting bread, so it's what you thought. The way Three on the way. Got it, Jimmy Buckets. Another five minutes of play. The step back. Kemba Walker giving Boston the lead. Into traffic. Got it. And one. Jimmy Butler delivering. And they get it done at the defensive end. Blocked at the rim by Ben. Not in my house. The Heat win game one. That's why he's the heart and soul of our team. Right there. I seen a lot, did a lot, I ain't forgot. So Kemba Walker shot 6-4-19 in this loss, and he was pretty tough on himself after the game. Quote, I'm just playing terrible, to be honest, he said. He said, there's not much more I can say. I just got to be better. I got to do it for this team on both ends of the floor. I have to make better decisions, and I have to make better shots overall. Vince, what's your prescription for how the Celtics can get Kemba going tonight? Well, if I'm the Celtics and Brad Stevens, I'm going to throw him a bone early. Uh, you know, typically uh, coaches strip out four or five plays that they want to run, whether they want to see how the defense is playing a, a pick and roll or, 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 or guarding a player. I want to I get Kimba the ball early, get him going, not even making a shot. I just want to make sure he has the ball and he's making plays and getting six for 19 out of his head. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I agree, Vince. You want to get him going. The, the difference is for a guy like Kimba, it's not like you can throw a post play. You can't throw a backdoor right. lob. So a lot of the shots that he was missing were three-pointers. And so, like, he did good from inside the arc. He was five for ten. But then all of a sudden, it's that one for nine from three. And a lot of them are shots that he normally makes. The one thing that I would say, it's less about them and more about uh, Kimba. Trying to focus on something else. Like, hey, I want to go into halftime with five rebounds. Like, count your rebounds. If that takes you out of counting your misses because if you go 0 for 1, 0 for 2, you start getting in your head. If you're counting something else, then your game just starts to naturally flow. So that's just kind of how, you know, I, I've seen players get out of just well, focusing on their three-point shot. Correct. Well, and then like you said, RJ, he had success shooting in, in mid-range and, mm-hmm. and getting in the paint and creating the double team with the big. So now I'm putting in the, put him in a pick and roll where he can either get to that, that elbow jump shot or get a mismatch with a big where he can get in the lane, penetrate, either get fouled 
or make a play for somewhere else. So work your way, score in, work your way in, and work your way back out once you're feeling good and warm and comfortable with your, your shot. It was encouraging to me, guys, that although he didn't shoot well from deep right. for most of the game, he had that great, huge, big shot toward the end of the game. So his mm-hmm. confidence still was there. He was able to yeah, go back to the Yeah, and he's definitely well. capable. Yeah, mm-hmm. we absolutely. Jalen Brown said he wanted to get Kemba more catch-and-shoot threes. Do you like that idea? What do you think, Vince? Absolutely. I, like I said, just you, whatever works, I, whatever makes him feel comfortable. I, like, catch and shoot. I, I think him having the ball in his hands early, just trying to make plays and figuring it out is, is, is the remedy. And, and then you can go from there. So if the mid-range is not working, put him off the ball. Like I said, let catch and shoot. Maybe get the ball mm-hmm. on the second side and just beat somebody and get a layup. And, and one last thing, it's the way Kimba Walker has also had to defend o- o- on the other end. That can also fit. Yeah. They've been using him as like back, uh, his man, whoever is guarding him, back screening, and then they're taking Kimba into the post. We saw it with Jimmy Butler. We saw it with Jay Crowder. So that starts to get into your head, too. So I, I'm really interested to see how Brad Stevens is going to change that kind of defensive matchup so you're not putting Kimba in a spot where he just is not in a good place to play defense. Well, I did ask Brad Stevens, have you and Kemba had a conversation, just check in with him mentally? And he goes, Kemba's just always so happy and positive. I said, hey, you doing all right? And he said, yeah, I'm good. And that was their conversation. All right, thank you, Rich you and Vince, for joining me today. The Jump returns tomorrow. We'll see ya. Mom, I think this doll I found in the attic is cursed. No, its eyes are just very lifelike. Then why does its head keep spinning? Be my friend forever. Oh, that is scary. You know what's really scary? Missing out on Geico's easy-to-use mobile app. You can manage your Geico policy whenever, wherever, wherever. Let's play with another doll. Or we can just bury it deep in the ground. Happy Geico-ween. Download the industry-leading Geico app today.